Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash Trending Topics with BB. Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. I want to thank everybody out there that is discovering this podcast. I have uh, done what hosts typically do is check out their statistics and streams and all that technical mumbo jumbo and uh you people out there are seeming to like my podcast as i continue to do this so i appreciate that now if you're out there right now listening to this intro and you have a little time before we get into what this podcast well this episode's going to be about please check out the itunes page and give me a, a preferably a favorable rating and uh, leave a little comment. It helps people on iTunes find this podcast, as well as if you're on Stitcher Radio or have it in your car, uh, please do the same on there. It'd be wonderful to, to see some comments and for other people to find out uh, what we do with this podcast, who may be a guest, maybe you want to be a guest. So with all that out of the way, oh, actually, before I move on, I should tell you to log on to bbmediaindustries.com. You will be able to find links to this podcast as well as to the BB Podcast Network. It's continuing to grow with other fellow podcasters. More information on that if you follow the website. Uh, check out the social profiles. If you want to know about me personally, my personal accounts, um, if you see S-A-X-Y-1-5, Saxy15, anywhere on Twitter, Facebook, Saxy15 things on Snapchat or Tumblr, that is me personally. And then usually from there you can find out links to this podcast, which this podcast on Instagram and Twitter is TT with BB, Trending Topics with BB. So with all that information out the way, I had the pleasure of interviewing yet another awesome member of the acapella recording group, Straight No Chaser. Steve Morgan uh, was willing to uh, join me for this episode. Uh, if you are a chaser, which are, we are fans of Straight No Chaser, we're called chasers, uh, you've probably listened to my previous episode with Walter Chase. We talked about music and acapella, but I want to kind of continue with the series of interviewing each member if possible. And as you will hear on this podcast, we, we chat about acapella, we chat about what is happening, some exciting tour dates coming up. So without ruining uh, this episode of Trending Topics with BBU, I give you Steve Morgan. All right. Well, I, like I just said in the pre-show, Steve, I really appreciate it. Um, and before I keep going even further, I appreciate being the chaser of the month last month. I was so uh, um, I was not expecting that at all. So um, thank you for the nod. I don't know how that all works, but I appreciate it. Well, well deserved. We appreciate you uh, taking an interest in us. I mean, I know you've had Walt on your show before, so uh, or on your podcast, so we're, we appreciate uh, all that you do in spreading the word about Straight No Chaser. Yes, uh, well, you know, you guys are awesome, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's kind of mutual respect. So, um, like, I know you guys are on your spring tour, so again, I appreciate you uh, for doing this. Um, so, uh, how was, like, I haven't had a chance uh, to kind of catch up, but... How was the Europe leg of the tour? Europe was great. You know, we it, 
it's always cool to uh to be able to go over there and just see firsthand you know what kind of uh, what kind of impact we have what kind of fan base we have uh you know we we it's hard it's hard to have any real understanding of it when you get here but or until you get there but everybody was you know incredibly enthusiastic about the shows you know standing up cheering hollering we had uh, you know our our first time uh, ever we that we played Warsaw Poland at the end of the show we did Uptown Funk and Thriller our mashed up of of those two songs the people were running down to the front and dancing in front of the stage so it was just uh, it was a whole whole new ball game and, and awesome to see um, you know how, how new people are, are reacting to our music. So I know you guys have, you of course have done Europe before. Are you seeing like new fans like a, a different wave each time you guys go back? Yeah, definitely. I think you know the difference between certainly between Europe and and, and America beyond the obvious of, of we you know toured America for you know, more or less the last seven or eight years uh, pretty consistently, is that in the in Europe, we still have a lot of people who come to the show and say, I really didn't know much about you guys because we've never, we haven't been on their version of the Today Show and, you know, all the media outlets that we've hit. We're starting to, to experience some of that with certainly in places like, uh, like Paris. We did some uh, pretty big TV and radio radio spots, so we're hoping that, you know, those, those go wide and... We're already planning to go back there for six shows next January, so you know, we hope that you know we can have the same kind of exposure there that we've had in the, in the states for the past seven or eight years. Awesome. So, in terms of, like, well, we all know music is a, in a universal language, but are, are you seeing just them? What, what's kind of like them, other than the cultural difference, the main difference between a European crowd and an American crowd? You know, it, the, definitely we have to, in terms of the show and the songs we do, really nothing. You know, we, I think when we when we go and try to overthink, oh, well, maybe the crowd's not going to understand all the words to all about that bass, and maybe the, they won't get this this little bit and this little bit, they get it all. They They understand what's supposed to be funny because so much of it is what we do along with the words. So... It, it, it's more in in terms of the intro and thinking about how we can make it a better fit for each for the cultures trying to use a bit of of the native language if we can to you know hopefully communicate on a different level um, that that's really where it comes into play in in terms of the music yeah again to your point it's a universal language and even when we're doing some of the uh the wordier funny songs or comedic songs they understood it Far better than we thought they would. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. Um, I was just curious, like, uh, are they aware of, like, all all of your albums? Like, are they aware of the new old-fashioned and kind of the, you know, evolution as well, you know, as maybe we would be over here? Or is it just they're discovering it, but, you know, they're embracing it in their own way? That's a really good question. I, I think they're certainly discovering it in their own time <laughs> because they haven't been there for, for the beginnings of it all. But, you know, that, that's always been a part of what we try to express throughout the show that, you know, we're not we're not a boy band prepackaged sort of thing. This is just what we've been doing for half our lives. And we were fortunate enough to get this opportunity and we want to make 
great music for people and have everybody have a lot of fun with it. So that it's it's something that kind of spirit is what we try to infuse the show with, and I I, I think that carries along. So I, I I like to think that they're understanding that aspect of it. But certainly, yeah, to your point, they're they're finding us in their own time, and in, in that we've evolved, uh, you know, a fair amount over the past <laughs> seven years. Anyway, so what they're seeing is certainly a more polished musical package than we started off with, and I think a more polished stage show too, in terms of figuring out how to uh, how to interact with the audience. It took us some time, and it's fun to be able to play with play with these different audiences from different places and see what works with them and get to find that out all over again in new settings. Do you think that a European crowd embraces acapella differently than an American crowd due to just kind of how music has evolved and how Europe has embraced music differently in the U.S.? U.S. is a little bit behind or very... I would have to say more on the fad, but do you think they embrace it differently than American crowds, or does it go along with the universal language? Some of it definitely goes along with the universal language, and there's also a great tradition of acapella through a number of the countries. You know, some one of the groups we looked up to, or that a number of us looked up to, uh, growing up or coming up with was the real group, a group that plays to huge crowds. Certain they're from Sweden but certainly all through uh, Northern Europe, Scandinavia, and, and throughout the world, really. They played to huge crowds. So it's not, it wasn't a totally foreign concept to uh, to anyone there to have to have acapella music. I think we definitely do it a little differently in terms of trying to put the, the Rat Pack spin to our, our stage show. But the music itself, yeah, I think the universal language really carries it. Awesome. So, let's get to the spring tour. So, before we get on to the more exciting, like, all the stuff coming up. Um, so, how, how like, I know you had a show tonight. So, how was the spring tour, even though the East Coast, you guys got snow? It, it was 97 here in Arizona today. Just wanted to let Oh, my gosh. Well, we've, yeah. had, a, we've had a wide range. Uh, we definitely, it was, you know, 60 or 70 degrees for a few days, at the I guess, last week. Then we were in New York um, Monday, and I think we, on Tuesday morning we woke up, it was 25. So <laughs> the temperatures have certainly run the gamut, but it's it's been great to be back in the States and, uh, you know, definitely playing our old stomping ground, the Northeast. We, we've probably done more shows in the Northeast, certainly if you count Atlantic City, than anywhere else. And, uh, you know, we walked in the first time and went, oh, my gosh, this hole's huge compared to <laughs> trying to break new markets in Europe. And, uh, you know, the audiences are, are rowdy and ready to have a good time. So it's been great to be back. Awesome. So I know you guys, you know, you guys travel a lot. So um, how is it going from Europe to, like, basically the spring to a really quick and, like, having to deal with, like, being away from your family again as much as you guys are? That part's always tricky. That That's the part that actually makes it almost resemble work. You know, once you hit the stage, everything's great. It's the travel and, and being away from family that's tough. Um, it, it was very helpful to have those five days home between Europe and the, the spring run. Uh, you know, personally, on a personal level, my son turned four, so I actually got to be there for the day, which is 
you know, paramount in my mind. Um, those are just the details. And, you know, once we get uh, off the road Monday, we'll have really a couple months before we're back together. Um, certainly it will be productive time and that we'll be trying to crank out new arrangements and new music, but we'll, uh, we'll have a good solid two months at home. Awesome. So what, okay, I'm really excited because it's West Coast apparently, but, um, the whole Weird Al shows, where'd that come? You guys like, that was, I didn't see that coming, but I'm excited. So, neither, so. I assure you neither did we. Um, yeah, we were in, I forget where in Europe, but, uh, I guess it was probably Paris because uh, David Britz, our manager, was with us. Hey, guys. He goes, uh, guys, check this out. <laughs> we just got an offer to play with uh, with Weird Al at the Hollywood Bowl. Went, okay, yeah, that sounds awesome. So, yeah, we're incredibly stoked. I, I know the guys played the Hollywood Bowl, I believe, with Barry Manilow in a few years ago, but I was not there at the time. So it'll be my first time playing the Hollywood Bowl, so I am just beyond excited to be there. Okay. It it sounds cool. Like I said, I want to try to make it out because it's close for me. Close-ish. Um, so to kind of go back to, like, the music in general and, and the album, I know I spoke with Walt on the podcast a little bit about the new album, but um, what is your, like, take on more original songs? Because you guys' original songs on the new album are fantastic. So I know you guys have known the covers, but... At the same sure. time, are you guys going to release more originals? We certainly have guys who are, are cranking, or, or we're always working on originals. And, you know, the ultimate test of an original is, can it stand next to all the timeless classics that we that we cover? You know, there's... Um, ultimately, it has to fit into the show. It has to be a, a solid song, because people come to hear what they know. They're already hearing something new with everything being given an acapella twist. So if you give them too much original music, I, I think you can easily alienate a crowd. And, you know, there's probably some cautionary tales of other groups that have done that in the past. So uh, there's certainly, I think there's always room for original music. And, you know, certainly the, the most ardent of chasers are, are looking to hear those and see where we are in the, you know where we are musically but I, I don't ever think that'll become the predominant thing that we do so do you think it, I mean due to popularity because I know not to bring out the obvious but Pentatonix they released their album and it's all originals not to say it was good or bad at this point but like do you think it's because it's a different path you guys have done or well, they also they also have a different platform than us. You know, so much of what we do is mo- most people hear of us on a live the on a live show. Uh, you know, we get we get some some radio play certainly. Um, you know, Sirius is, is probably the biggest platform. Pentatonix has a, has such a internet and and probably a little more or certainly a little more radio play platform than us. It's just a different beast, you know. There, we don't. I know we we both sing a cappella, but we don't do the same things. If that makes any sense. 
So it, it's hard to compare. It's hard to compare them because I think we're still a little bit apples and oranges. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was just curious because, uh, you know, some compare. Like I just have seen stuff mentioned that compare you guys, and it's like, well, different, but okay. Um. So in in terms of like set list, did you guys have to just do you guys just change for tours? Like I know there's been there were some songs that I didn't get to see that maybe were on the European tour. Um, any did you guys change any arrangements for the spring tour? Any like um, like I said, I haven't been able to like catch up as quickly as I'd like. But um, is it different due to the audience or um, just well, kind of how you guys are feeling? Well, for instance, we debuted um, Don's tune uh, Lost on the spring tour. It's been it's been going over great. Um we're working on uh, Soundcheck has been chock full of working on new music. Um whether that I don't know that that'll go in necessarily um for the spring run anytime this next week. But we're we're you know, we're always getting ready for the next thing and uh certainly uh doing a lot of of other arranging. Um we're getting ready to head back into the studio in June, that's what we'll be together for next, actually. So, got a uh, you know an album to arrange. <laughs> so we're we're constantly working. But ultimately, to your point, um, in terms of why we put things in the in the show and why things move around and why things change, we we want it to be a fun show for us and for the audience. If we're not having fun with the show, we know the audience won't. So it some of it's just. Certainly, we believe all the songs we put in are good, going to be great. They're going to they're going to connect with everybody, and everybody's going to love it. If if we don't see, or if we see that something's maybe just out of place, we'll move it. But if if we get tired of a song, we'll take it out. We'll switch it out for for another tune. That's it's what definitely one of the thing fun things that makes us different than a theater show. We we have the ability to change it as we like and. But we always do that with the audience in mind. Right. So is there any arrangements that have maybe gone over really well in the past that you guys would never do again? Just curious. <laughs> um, I would not ever say never. <laughs> um, okay, maybe it's a strong word, but, you know. Yeah, it's... Like, it, well, there's certain, there's certain songs that are just, you know really synonymous with that one moment in time when they were done. Um, as much as I enjoyed doing the Kiss-Blurred Lines matchup, Blurred Lines might feel a little weird to put in a set right now. You know, it just, people would say, why is this song in there? It, it would, might feel like a cop-out. And so it's, it's, in, it's probably in that little in between phase where it's not it's not yet something that people can look back on overly fondly and say, Oh my gosh, I love that song when it came out. It might just feel old right now. <laughs> Whereas if we wait a little bit you know, in a few years, it might not feel old. It might just feel a classic throwback, if you will. It's weird I don't know. I, I may be totally overthinking this and overstating it, but I think you probably get what I'm saying. Right. Which is funny because that's like my favorite arrangement ever. Um, so, in in terms of, like, 
the, you know, keep going. And I mean, obviously you just mentioned you guys are going back in the studio and the shows with Weird Al. Um, what do you kind of see, uh, you guys doing this for a long time? I mean, I know, uh, could, you know, the, the whole thing could wear or things change. I mean, it's life. So do you guys see you guys doing this? Continue? I mean, we, we love it as chasers, but I mean, <laughs> we also know you guys are human. So it's kind of like, where, where do you guys kind of see this going? I mean, it's obviously building even more. I mean, you know, once, like, I, you know, I've gotten family into you guys, uh, friends, and they're like, oh, we had no idea. So, like, there's still people discovering <laughs> you guys. So, like, where do you kind of see this going for us chasers out here? Sure. Well, first off, thank you. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> we appreciate the word of mouth. That's probably the best uh best possible advertisement we can uh we can have for us. Um you know, we're getting ready to go to we're going to go to Australia this July. Um we're, you know, trying to make some more inroads of course into Europe. We we're looking at possibilities of going to Asia. We want to do this forever. I mean, I, people ask what it's like. I say this, you know, it beats working. We get to sing and uh, be with some of our best friends <laughs> and, and somehow call it work and a, and a career. So I don't think any of us, nobody's certainly looking at the door for a way for a way out right now. Um, you know, who knows as, as you know, kids get older and things like that. But I think I like to think Straight No Chase will be around for for a long time. Awesome. So, um, I, I don't really want to keep you too long because I know you guys are on tour and you had a show tonight. So, uh, again, uh, I appreciate it. And, uh, like I said earlier, I appreciate, uh, the whole nod. Um, so where, other than I know where to find you on social, but for the listeners and all of the people, where can we find you on social? Of course. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at SNC Music. Uh, of course, our, Facebook page, Straight No Chaser, our website, sncmusic.com, and look for us everywhere. We're, we're, we'll try to be everywhere you can see us. <laughs> Where can we find you, Steve? I am at uh, SNC Steve on Twitter, uh, Steve Morgan on Facebook, uh, SNC Steve on Instagram. I'm not, I don't do much on Instagram, so it's not very exciting, but <laughs> you can find me there. So, uh, yeah. I don't feel like... Let's hang out. Yeah, uh, we'll do. I don't, I don't know. I just want to... I feel like it's random. We'll see Seggy on Snapchat one of these days. It's going to be crazy. Um, <laughs> so, uh, again, I appreciate it, and I appreciate... And hopefully I will see you guys um, um, at the LA shows. Fantastic. Yeah, and I know... We'll, I think we'll be back in, in uh, your neck of the woods sometime right after after Christmas, too. So, hope to catch you soon. Oh, great. Well, uh, it was great to chat and uh, looking forward to all the exciting things coming up and uh, we'll definitely keep in touch. Yes, indeed. Thanks for the time, Brooke. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.